0: Sel Sig Mauer, Currency Acquisition Expert. My name is Greta Goldenfire, I am a Cleric of Foltos, may his light shine on your way. Ura Ash of the Northern Realm, devout follower of Tempest. After vanquishing the enraged spirit of Saint Cuthbert in the otherwise peaceful town of Tribor, and parting ways with previous companions, our three heroes journeyed to Nightstone upon hearing rumours of an attack. The praised heroes of Tribor arrived at the quiet town of Nightstone to discover that the town and surrounding area had been littered by massive boulders resembling siege weaponry ammunition. The townsfolk had fled and now goblins overran the settlements. The party found and followed several sets of fleeing bootprints into the nearby hills where they discovered a series of caves. These caves were guarded by two large ogres whom our party successfully defeated. Our heroes also captured and interrogated Gleek, a terrified goblin fighter, who offered to help them in exchange for his life. The ensuing search revealed that the inhabitants of Nightstone ran into this cave for safety, but ran straight into the clutches of the goblin boss Hark, before freeing the villagers. Hark captured our heroes and bargained for their release and the release of the villagers in exchange for gold. After freeing the townsfolk and returning to Nightstone, a band of hooded figures rode into the settlement, claiming to be with the Zhentarim, the Black Network. The leaders of the band, Keller Darkhope and Zolkin Alassander, proclaim that the town of Nightstone is now under the protection and fortification of the Zentarim. Our heroes split up to find a way of ridding the town of this new threat. Celsig and Greta find their way back to the goblin caves and convince Hark to aid the town in return for the townsfolk feeding the goblins on a regular basis. Meanwhile, Ura aids the restoration of the town and attempts to appeal to the good nature of the hooded figures. Whilst this continues, a band of roaming orcs attack the weakened Nightstone. Ura, Zolkin, Keller, and the other brave townsfolk face the Orc Force head on. Ura and the orc war chief face off, and at the critical moment, Ura is saved by his comrades Greta and Selsig, alongside their newly formed goblin militia, led by Gleek, the now goblin ambassador to Nightstone. The battle ended, and Nightstone brought back from the brink once again, when our heroes, still tending their wounds and gathering their senses, are witness to a giant floating stone tower descending upon the town, wearing a giant wizard's hat. No, really. The three heroes boarded the tower and were introduced to the eccentric cloud giant wizard Zephyros. No, not that one, be quiet. The cloud giant had recognised that the need for the intervention of the little folk of Faerun in order to assist in the finding of King Hecaton, leader of all giant people. King Hecaton had gone missing many years previously, and the ordering the imposed peace within giant society, had fractured along with it. The heroes are told of the King Hecaton, his queen Neri, and their daughters, Miran, Nim, and Sarissa. Our band of heroes agree to help with this quest because otherwise it would be quite the short campaign and are delivered back into Nightstone to gather their belongings before being taken to Bryn Shander to search for more clues pertaining to the missing giant king, Hecaton. Upon leaving the tower, the group helpfully inform the Zentarim that this town is now under official protection of a cloud giant, and they should leave and never return. Whilst flustered by this, Zolkin does not argue and leaves with his group. Informed that the sister of the Sheriff of Bryn Shander fell during the initial attack on Nightstone, our heroes also promise to deliver the news to him once they arrive. Zephyros' tower flies through the sky and eventually arrives at the fabled Breakfast Nook. Here, Zephyros enjoys dining with the group in this seemingly idyllic setting. Once rested and refreshed, the group reboard the tower and continue on their way. The days pass and eventually, Ura spots a dark shape from one of the tower windows. Several large vultures, each carrying a rider, descend onto the base of the tower. The riders, all dressed in armour reminiscent of giant crows themselves proclaimed to only speak with the master of the tower and proposed to Zephyrus. I said no, they proposed to Zephyros that in exchange for a pouch of magical pixie dust that he would aid them in their quest to empower Yan Si Bin, the Prince of Evil Air. After careful deliberation and the counsel of the heroes in his company, Zephyros politely declines the offer and asks the riders to leave. They leave begrudgingly so, and once gone... Zephyros offers the pouch of pixie dust to Celsig for safekeeping. Days of travel reveals yet more threats as the tower approaches Bryn Shanda. A large adult silver dragon approaches the tower and delivers several shield dwarves from the Lord's Alliance onto it. Whilst the dwarves attempt to halt the tower by destroying the magical orb powering it, the silver dragon petrifies Greta and Ura leaps from the third floor into the action, seemingly forgetting that there are no stairs in cloud giant wizard towers and landing safely on the concrete three floors below. Once reformed, the party convince the dwarves that their quest is true and Zephyros can indeed be trusted. This is strengthened by Clarion, the Silver Dragon, speaking with Zephyros like an old friend. The dwarves warn the party that giant activity has increased and everyone, including Queen Dagnaber of Mithril Hall, from which they have their orders, is suspicious of cloud giant activity. They agree to let the group leave, and soon after, the tower arrives at Bryn Shander. Brinchanda, one of the collection of settlements in the northern lands known as the Ten Towns, it is the largest of the settlements and is a stronghold built atop a giant hill. Zephyros's tower rests in a nearby clearing, and our heroes approach the town. Upon reaching the normally open and welcome doors of Brinchanda, they are accused of being giants' spies for obvious hat-wearing reasons. Once they convince the guards that they are there to deliver a grave message to their sheriff, they are allowed through by Orgrick Breithelm the Deputy Sheriff. They are disarmed and led by the Sheriff through a city which has recently seen trauma, death, and fire within its walls. Meeting the Sheriff, Markham Southwell, and delivering the message gains the party his favour and trust for the time being. Whilst being met with initial suspicion by the elected first speaker, Duvessa Shane, the conversation ends abruptly when large boulders begin raining down on the town. In the chaos that ensues, our heroes are given back their weapons and led by Augric Brighton Helm to the easternmost gate where a booming voice is coming from. Bring me Artis Simba, or I will reduce this town to dust. The voice belongs to that of the female frost giant Drufi, who with her several frost giants surrounding the walls of Brinchanda and her personal Winter Wolf entourage, begin attacking the gates of the town. The heroes attempt to converse with Drufi, but are ignored, and whilst laying down expertly trained arrows from the battlements, Celsig watches as Ura fights one-on-one with Drufi, and Greta places a glyph of warding on her shield and throws it at one of the nearby giants. Exploding in a burst of magical fire, the nearby battlement tower collapses onto one of the giants, killing it instantly. The sudden shift in the tide of battle draws out the townsfolk militia and the guardsmen alike to assist in driving off the giants. These creatures can be defeated. With the giants retreating, an injured and enraged Ura'ash follows Drufi. Being a devout follower of Tempest, there is nothing more insulting to him than an enemy running from a fight. Ura chases Drufi in hot pursuit through the snow-covered pass outside of Bryn Shanda and eventually re-engages her in battle. Both beaten and weary, the pair fight with their remaining strength, Greta and Selcig chasing after their companions soon afterwards. His barbarian rage overtaking his senses, Ura fails to defend against Drufi's onslaught of attacks. He is struck with a mortal blow and falls, bleeding to the ground. As Drufie rears back to deliver the killing strike, Zephyros' tower tears through the skies to intervene. Distracted by the arrival, Drufie continues fleeing the fight as Zephyros unleashes his flight of griffins to attack Drufi and save Ura from certain death. Arriving at his side with only moments to spare, Greta stabilises her comrade as she sees one of the Griffins take a mortal blow from the flailing Druthie. The Griffins manage to take Druffy down and Ura is brought back from the brink. Zephyros arrives from his tower and he and his griffins mourn their fallen griffin comrade and apologise for not arriving sooner. The group assure him that they know that he is not at fault for this and that the fault lies with Drufi and her masters. Returning to the city of Brinchanda, Ura is taken to the House of Healing. Clerics tend to his wounds and try to make him as comfortable as possible. Both Selzig and Greta rest and partake of the favour of Foltus, toasted cheese sandwiches, before returning focus on the mission. Greta examines a parchment that was on the body of Drufi, which only reads, Artus Simba, Ring of Winter they head to the market square where selsig is accosted by Baldora, an eccentric woman bundled up in garments and praising brave adventurers after a conversation in her abode the pair leave Baldora, knowing that someone in the city is named sirak simba the group heads to the Honest Thief Inn where they hope to find more information and are greeted by loud music and frivolity, a rare sight in their travels, especially in a location like Bryn Shander. The barkeep, known as The Minister, greets them and welcomes them to the Honest Thief Inn. They partake of the local flavour, Goblin Piss for Greta, and Celsig decides to try The Tears of an Angel. The three exchange information and, knowing that Sirach lives somewhere nearby on the streets, Celsic and Greta bid the minister good day. Urash awakens in the House of Healing, unsure of what's happened. Seeing that his friends are not near him, he fears for their safety. The clerics nearby assure him that they are fine and reveal to him that they have left him a gift under his bed. The recovered Great Axe of Drufi. Urash asks for someone to aid him in a request whilst he, albeit barely, is able to stand both Ogrik Breithelm and Markham Southwell themselves, offer to aid. Ura's request is simple, to be escorted to the site of the battle with Droofy to properly honour his fallen enemy. The small group arrive at the combat site and Ura is greeted by a gory scene of blood and feathers. A cold feeling runs through him as he realises one of the largest pools of blood on this battleground is his own. The now large pink stain on the snow offers him some perspective about what's transpired. Tempus has spared him this day, and for a greater purpose. Orgric offers Ura a large feather from the largest griffin windings who fell protecting Ura. With grave markers created for both Drufi and Wingdings, Ura returns with Orgric and Markham to the city. Markham discussing with Ura that if the group is inclined, Brynshander could use aid from adventurers to patrol the additional towns in Icewind Dale amongst other tasks that could greatly aid the city in their time of need. Salsic and Greta find the small trembling frame of a young boy, Sirach, in the streets of Brynshander. Sirach is welcomed by the pair with a warm cloak and some food. Celsic and Greta escort the boy back to the House of Healing, where Sirak soon confesses that he is the son of Artis Simba and believes that this situation is all because of a ring that his father was fond of. He tells the party that his father has some connections with the Roaring Horn House in the city of Waterdeep, and this is possibly the best place to find him, if that's the party's intent. Whilst comforting the boy, Ura arrives back, escorted by Orgrick and Markham. And so, our story continues.